All good books have one thing in common. They're truer than if they had really happened. Ernest Hemingway Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today's episode was originally planned as one debunking myths about the greatest American author ever, Ernest Hemingway. There's plenty to debunk, as critics have attacked the man with every possible type of over-the-top psychoanalysis, accusations of anti-Semitism and misogyny, and any number of historical revisions, mainly for two reasons. They wanted to be him, and they weren't. And or, they want to write like him, and they can't. But as I was planning the episode, the stock market started crashing, and politicians kept running for office, and I just could not bring myself to talk about my favorite writer's critics, even to debunk them. We all need some good news, or at least some not bad news. So instead of myth-busting, today's episode instead presents you with five cool facts about Ernest Hemingway. Most people who know anything about Hemingway know that he was married multiple times, four to be exact. What most people don't know is that he dedicated a novel to each one of those wives. He dedicated his first novel, The Sun Also Rises, to his first wife, Hadley. Death in the Afternoon, to second wife, Pauline. For Whom the Bell Tolls, to third wife, Martha Gelhorn. And Across the River and Into the Trees, to his last wife, Mary. Interestingly, possibly his finest novel, A Farewell to Arms, was dedicated to G.A. Pfeiffer, second wife Pauline Pfeiffer's uncle, whom Hemingway had become friends with and often fished with. The marriages may not have lasted, but the books and their dedications will live forever. Another interesting fact, especially for any writers out there, is that he wrote around 500 words a day. This doesn't seem like much, given that Stephen King, in his memoir on writing, says he writes about 2,000 words a day. And writers from Jack London to Lee Child write, or wrote, in the case of London, 1,000 to 1,500 words a day. But Hemingway typically revised as he wrote, which means he actually ended up with 500 net words each day, but wrote many more than that that he simply discarded. His ending to A Farewell to Arms had 47 different endings before he settled on one. He once said, quote, When I'm working on a book or a story, I write every morning, as soon after first light as possible. You've started at six in the morning, say, and may go on until noon, or be through before that. Whatever his method, it worked. The third cool fact is that he once got into a fist fight with Orson Welles. In 1937, when Wells was just 22, he was asked to narrate a documentary 
about the Spanish Civil War that Hemingway had written. Apparently, Wells made some changes to the script that Hemingway didn't like, and the two titans started throwing punches at each other. By most accounts, neither landed a decent one. When they were finally separated, they started laughing and broke open a bottle of whiskey. It was the start of a long public friendship that was far less friendly in reality than it appeared. Hemingway never really liked Wells much, and Wells was no fan of Hemingway's macho posturing. But whiskey covers a lot of faults. Our fourth cool fact about Ernest Hemingway does involve a myth, but thankfully has nothing to do with critics. While he's rightly famous as one of the greatest authors ever, many people to this day believe he wrote the following six-word story. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. He allegedly composed it at lunch with friends who bet he could not write a complete story in six words. It's a cool story, and it was indeed composed by someone, obviously, but not Hemingway. It can be found as early as 1910, when Hemingway was only 10 years old. The most likely source of the false Hemingway story is a literary agent in the early 1970s. The final cool fact about Hemingway is that while people know his fiction, many people don't know that he also penned one of the finest memoirs ever written. A Movable Feast about his time in Paris in the 1920s is a great read. So now's the perfect time for you to read it if you haven't, or reread it if you have. It has vignettes about his writing process, conversations with such literary greats as F. Scott Fitzgerald, Ezra Pound, Gertrude Stein, and James Joyce, and it gives some heartfelt insight into his regrets about how he treated his first wife, Hadley. It's a window into a remarkable time for writers in Paris, and it might never have been written if an employee at the Ritz Hotel in Paris had not reminded Hemingway during a 1956 stay there that he had a trunk still stored in the hotel's basement from 1930. Inside the trunk were personal letters and two stacks of notebooks from his early days in Paris. Those notebooks and letters form the bulk of his memoir of those Paris days. So that's our brief look at the master, Ernest Hemingway. He'll probably come up again when we finally debunk those myths about him. But right now, I'm going to grab a cup of coffee and my battered copy of A Movable Feast and read the thing again. It's one of those old friends you always love reconnecting with. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.